Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. I'm here tonight with my good friend, hailing from Norwich, England, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, the European champion. And I'd also like to welcome back, after a brief suspension, Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki, welcome back. What's going on? It is great to see you. Always a pleasure. That smiling face. Brother Eck. Halo. <laughs> that people's eyebrow you did right before we started. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you want to call it. <laughs> so, tonight we have the, the first show we're ever doing since the face of WWE has been changed forever. Had a facelift. The WWE draft could be called an expansion draft. A brand split draft, whatever you want to call it. Brand extension. Raw and SmackDown, two separate shows, two separate rosters, two separate commentary teams, two separate terrible writing teams. But the biggest story in wrestling right now is the draft. We discussed last week the network would be covering the draft live. It was going to be on the first live SmackDown. Alo, start with you because I know you said you had some stuff to yell about. I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first. So, I don't know. This is probably going to be a halfway popular, halfway unpopular opinion. I loved it. I There was flaws, obviously, because they're never going to do anything perfectly. I thought the way they handled the picks could have been done a little bit better. But I thought it was a lot of fun. Not knowing who was going to get picked. I thought they, they, they did a good job at times of acting like, I think Shane and Daniel Bryan were scrambling at one point. When someone got picked, I don't remember. I think it was when Enzo and Cass got picked yeah. by Raw. He just threw his paper they, yeah, they were like scrambling, like oh, we were just. It was like a fantasy draft when the guys like, oh, I can't believe you took my guy. I thought they did a really good job with that, making it look like we're really drafting guys. Because hey, internet, it was not a real draft. They knew going in who was going to be on what roster, and that's the way it was going to be. It's not like Shane and Daniel Bryan didn't draft a poor. Team, it, that's what the roster was going to be. Also, Mick Foley looking through the trash. Oh bag. God, that was so good, that, as that if it was, was his briefcase. So you mean to tell me this draft wasn't real? Believe it or not, it was not. Okay, I thought so. Because <laughs> so. all I saw on Twitter and, and Instagram, why wasn't Shinsuke taken? Why wasn't Samoa Joe? It's TV. You're not going to take on the top schedule. You're not going to raid the whole NXT roster. <laughs> As if Shane and Daniel Bryan are like, all right, who's the best guy we could get right no, now? You know what I pop for? Shane is so-called about the new era, but his two of the top picks were John Cena. Old C. guys, yeah. I find it hysterical. So, yeah, th- that, but that's what I mean. There, there's some inconsistencies with it where he, he was always talking about giving younger guys a chance, you know, an opportunity, and then you put two of the most established guys that have been there for double-digit years already. Um, but I loved the network coverage. That was awesome. I every every wrestler that went on there gave a great promo. Dolph Ziggler, some of the best work I've seen him do. No, no I told you all his good stuff is on the net. Is on. WWE. I even loved when they said something about how he was he was the face of the company, however many years ago when he had was had a world title. And they were like, people liked you more then. He goes, yeah, and I was a bad guy then too. <laughs> like I loved that he he was just like a normal guy. Everybody was. They got to just be who they are, not scripted promos that was written for them and told them, you know, being told to them to say word for word. Persizaro. Yeah. Uh, what was per- your Persizaro and all them? I don't know. My overall take is I thought most of their promos were terrible. I don't I couldn't on tell the you. network or on, on the network. 
Really? I couldn't tell you how many of those people stuttered, mumbled. Kalisto's was terrible. Kalisto's was terrible. Cesaro's was terrible. What? There was a co- You thought Cesaro's was good? Were you drunk Cesar- Pokemon Go? <laughs> I don't play Pokemon Go, and I was actually sober for once. That was a straight, that was <laughs> for a straight shoot. In defense of Eric, he, he yeah, stumbled he a couple times. Yeah. And the the shame of it was. Listen, listen. He stumbled he, right he sees when no he harm said. in that because he stutters a couple times. <laughs> but I'm here every week. <laughs> <laughs> Means nothing. I, Cesaro <laughs> still a B plus player in my eyes. <laughs> Cesaro unfortunately stumbled over his words right when he was trying to say, "I can talk." That was the unfortunate part of it. Was he was like, you know, I, I'm getting a chance to talk and I can actually speak English. It's not my first language. I speak five other ones, but he stumbled over that part, which was unfortunate. But I like the content of what he said. Yeah, he like he, it was awesome. It was a lot of like real stuff that a lot of Cesaro fans mm-hmm. actually talk about and complain about. I thought Booker T was great. He was going in on everybody. He was he asked the Usos, "Hey, he why do you good. why hey why do you guys get booed now? Like basically, <laughs> hey John Cena, you would have been a number one pick five years ago. Now you felt to." Whatever he was, he six or seven. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I thought he was great last night. Be- Becky Lynch had a good couple of mumbles too. She mumbled a good bit. See, I don't know if I saw hers. I did. Yeah, I thought Natty's was pretty good. I didn't see Natty's. He has no excuse for her, but he's got one for Becky. <laughs> one second. I have an excuse for Well, Eric. So aside from you not liking the network coverage as much as us, I I'm not gonna say I didn't like mm-hmm. it. I just thought. I didn't know if it was a theme. I almost thought it was like a theme, like, hey, go out there and fuck up. <laughs> go, go out there and mumble some words, make it not be perfect, um, act embarrassed. That's what I felt like it was. So now that leads well, me to a question I have for you then. Do you think now WWE proved why they don't let people just go out there unscripted? If they were trying to, they did a great <laughs> job. Overall, and what I thought of the draft, I thought the draft was good. I mean, just like... Halo was mentioning, it is a show. I mean, it's one of those things you see on the IWC, everyone complaining like, wait, they they drafted Mojo Rally, but you know they, they skip over Bailey, they skip over this person, they skip over this person, they skip over this person. It is a show. They needed picks to make sense. They needed to do X amount of picks, and they needed to pick up X amount of people from different rosters. Uh, overall, I thought it was good. There was a lot of surprises, I thought. I mean, there were people that I thought, Wow, they didn't get drafted on the main show. There were people at the same time that during SmackDown, they're getting drafted. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They're picking them now? In retrospect, I'm like, okay, you know what? They did that because maybe out of respect, they're like, this person has been on the roster, on a WWE roster for six years, seven years, eight years. We got to pick them up. We can't pick them up from someone we, ahead of someone we just grabbed from NXT 8 9. 10, 12 months ago. So basically you think they are they were trying to get across like this person has more of a body of work than this person, which is why we're picking it, them. It seemed like in. they kept, and whether it was them or it was the people on the network kept putting over the fact that such and such was a former world champion. Wow, we're bringing such and such over to Raw or such and such over to SmackDown. They're a former world champion and now we got these younger people, they're going to get to work with them. Or these former world champions, they're here to make a name for themselves. Overall, I thought top to bottom, the draft was really good. Um, just from, it's a mix of dirt sheets slash what I think they really don't know. It's, I don't really think they know what they're doing with any of the titles. That's the only part that bothered me of the draft. But besides that, I'm interested, I'm intrigued, I'm watching it, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Now, 
what were your feelings on them talking about which show is the world title going to be on? Which show is the women's title going to be on? Do you think that's what they're going to do is leave it as one world title for each? Or do you think we're ultimately going to end up with two of each? I hope we don't, we don't need <clears throat> two women's titles because they can't book one. Two world titles, that's fine because they're two different. It's seen as two different entities. But this the draft is okay. People are complaining about about the SmackDown roster. Also, oh, well, how come Baron Corbin was picked before Cesaro? It's kayfabe. They're going off of positioning in the company. So, Baron, of course, Baron Cole is going to pick more than over Cesaro at this point. In my opinion, A-Lo's SmackDown is better than the SmackDown roster. <laughs> but the draft was fine. I just, I understand <clears throat> the, the concept behind it because everybody's bashing me. My brother even texted me saying, oh, SmackDown roster is trash. I'm like, but the thing <clears throat> is, Raw has, let's say, they're already made future guys. SmackDown has a lot of talent. It's just not built up yet. But we, there's still questions we have about this about this this brand split. What's gonna happen with the titles? Are we, are we gonna get two world tag team titles? Are we gonna get another women's title? We already know both shows got mid card titles already. What's up? What's gonna happen with the with the world heavyweight title? Or when one draws back, we get the other yeah. world champion. People also keep complaining about the rosters how they're uneven. There's the, they may be uneven, but there's only two things that can balance out these rosters. For example, if you put Kevin Owens and Enzo and Cass on SmackDown. That kind of balances it out because when you look at SmackDown, I mentioned this last week about Dean Ambrose keeping the world title, and he'll have nothing to do, but really, if you look at the roster yeah. for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. If you put Kevin Owens <clears throat> and Enzo and Castle on that show, it's a complete different show because they'll have heels because SmackDown really has really no heels on that roster, and Enzo and Cass could be a, a, a popular tag team. That they, is, there, is there by chance someone who was drafted on that roster who should have been a heel for probably the last four years who hasn't been? Will he get the chance to be healed again, Dolph Ziggler? Yes, I, I'm praying. <laughs> I'm praying, and he ditches the Shawn Michaels thing because I want you to like him. <laughs> I don't want you to hate Dolph Ziggler, but it also gives chance for people to re- be remade. Like ten years, fourteen years ago, we we would never got possibly if there was no brand split. Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Edge is world champions. Edge might never became a radar yeah. superstar. Eddie might never got his chance. Benoit might never got a chance either. So. This this is also some a fresh start for new superstars to get built back up and possibly possibly become some. But I don't I, at the same time, I don't I can't see the Vince being behind somebody making him a top guy calling him with a guy named Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. <laughs> at this point. Well that's a good point you just made, because one of the problems I always had with the brand split, especially like getting back into it a couple years ago, was all these guys who were former world champions. So I'm like Jack Swagger was a world champion. Like all these guys. Exactly. Like them drafting him. Uh, he got drafted on the show. Correct? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. No, he didn't. I don't think so. He didn't? He no. was past the show? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just a second when I heard Big him Big Show got drafted on the show. Yeah, he did. Uh, I was more fine with that than hearing Jack Swagger's name out there. I almost feel like he was on the show, but the minute I heard his name, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> well, yeah, to your point, though, that you just said, Edge may never have been the rated R superstar had it not been for the brand split. While there are guys who probably will get world title reigns that maybe I mean, we at didn't the same think... time, the, the brand split made Cena. Yeah. If it wasn't two different shows, would Cena be Cena? Right. Exactly. So if there may be guys who get elevated more higher than we think they should, but there are other guys who may never have gotten an opportunity who will and may turn out to be the biggest stars. So I do think that that was a... He just made me look at it a little differently than I, than I kind of always had. I mean, in, in a weird <clears throat> way, and, and it leaves that... That bit of confusion, which almost excites me, because all three of us clearly are marks for the championships. 
the the weird thing they got going right now is each show's got a mid card title. As of right now, SmackDown has the WWE title, and Raw Raw's got the women's title. It has a mid card title. Tag. Titles. It has a tag title. And they're gonna have a cruiserweight. Of, according to them, <laughs> they're, to in, they're insinuating there's gonna be a cruiserweight title. So you're telling me they're gonna have four titles and possibly a fifth. And SmackDown's going to have one, maybe two. Yeah. yeah, And that's my problem because remember last week I said Vince does this two months later saying Vince gonna, Shane's going to run um, SmackDown, Steph's going to run Raw. You could have did this two months ago. You could have built up from that and gave us something new every week. Yeah. They didn't do that, which that makes no sense. That was, I thought that they should have just done, like in hindsight, because here's what's weird about this. They do the brand split, exclusive rosters. They're going to, allegedly they're going to do pay-per-views for each brand but the first two pay-per-views they're going to have are going to be mixed rosters Mm -hmm. because battleground was set up already SummerSlam is a show that both brands are going to be on so it's going to be yeah it's going to be three months supposedly backlash yeah but it's going to be three months before we get a brand exclusive pay-per-view it's kind of weird it almost makes me feel like maybe they should have done this back in april or may when they when they branded the new era like, maybe they should have just, when Shane was given the keys and Raw was doing well with Shane at the helm, maybe they should have just split it back then and we would have been having, we would have been, this would have been built up already. Because they, they didn't take the, the six weeks they gave it to build it up. They did nothing. They, they, they did. They the commercials. Yeah, and it just turned into, oh, we're just, we're just going to do this thing. Which, like I said, it was fun. The other thing is, there were supposed to be 60 picks and there were only 59. The hottest undrafted free agent. He's like, <laughs> baby. Heepy, heepy, <laughs> is that an automatic? He goes to Raw and be with his boys? I don't know because the the, the network show ended with him sitting there yeah, by himself, I, the I only guy left. I thought it he was Johnny Man or he was uh, <laughs> Brady Quinn. That looked look Michael J. Day when it was time to make a move after the bar. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he was Brady Quinn sitting in the green room all by himself. And then the lights turned out on him. But do you think that 59th spot? Is for Sasha's tag team partner on Sunday. We'll get to that. I have speculation about that. <laughs> All I keep hearing is we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, because, yeah, because that's a whole other separate part of the show. Another thing is, yeah, yeah, you've been gone for a while, so you forgot how things were. <laughs> you guys give him a European. I mean, he brought his European belt, and now he thinks he's hot. <laughs> anyway, back to the SmackDown roster. Like I said, they're missing a lot of things, but these guys have to be built back up. Like, Apollo Crews is on that roster. He, he could possibly be a challenger for the Miz, for example. For example, like, Finn Balor's on Raw, and I was thinking about saying, Finn Balor, for the, way, for the way he got picked, he is the guy. He's the guy that could unseat Cena from being that top guy and top merchandise and be the face of the company and go be exposed to everywhere. He's the top guy. So, I don't want the club or Dallas Anderson anywhere near him. Because that made no sense, breaking up the club. You you did you they took baby steps progressing the club, and you now you break them up and they canceled the so called canceled the Ballot Club trademark. So I don't think I don't know what they're going to do with them. But well, Anderson and Gallows to me are not going to be, they're not right as baby faces. Yeah, and you're not going to make Finn a heel. Yeah, don't make Finn heel. I don't want them anywhere near Finn. I don't need it because that's not going to make any sense because it's going to be basically the same recycle storyline they did with AJ. They're going to chase AJ, they're going to chase Finn around, and Finn's going to join. That will make no sense. That won't be good, because it wasn't good before. That will make no sense. And then, like, but with the, with the Miz being the Intercom Chamber on SmackDown, I thought if he went to Raw, who can Finn be with? 
And there's only two people I think think of B-Web to make, and that's Jericho and The Miz. Because those two guys, dumbass heels, they have the they have the power to elevate a god. They do it all the time. They do what they do with AJ Styles. They do it just about with any other up and coming guy. So I don't know where you guys think Finn's gonna deal with first. I have no idea. I don't think it'll be Jericho. And then another thing is with Miz being on SmackDown, who's gonna who's Miz gonna face? Because Darren Young ain't gonna be great on Sunday. <laughs> I sure hope he isn't. Yeah, and, I, I, and you know I don't like the Miz. I just don't, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Are you turning into a Miz Mark on the hanging out <laughs> with the two of us? Not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I hope that's a draw. <laughs> I imagine a draw. But Kevin Owens, he would have benefit to be on SmackDown because they need top heels. They only have basically two heels in that roster. He would benefit because he'll be in the main event. Raw, he didn't need to be on Raw because they have so many upper mid card guys that can get to that next level. Owens should have been on SmackDown. Well, not just that. They keep him and Sammy are in the same. Yeah, and that makes no sense. What was the point? They they teased if they teased any feud splitting, it was that, and then they kept them together. They said it has to end somehow, and then together. And Sammy then cuts the promo and said, "Oh, I guess we're destined to be together." Yeah, they've been hammering the point that they're going to be split, or and it has to end. That's the way to end it. Put them on different shows. Yeah, I I thought that was odd myself. Splitting up the club was odd. Keeping those two on the same roster was odd. Um couple things before we move on from the draft. I thought that they did a great job selecting the GMs for each show because Mick, as I said earlier, has been a pioneer for women's wrestling for since before everybody was kind of on board with it. And I've said this before, that Shane comes across almost as a heel a lot of times when he talks to Stephanie. Like he said, he said to her, like, uh, I, I know every day you wish you were born with testicles. Like... That's not a babyface thing to say. Like that's a very misogynistic a thing to say. Yeah. Well, what did she? She said. She said. Well, lady balls are bigger or something <laughs> like that. And the crowd boos Stephanie. But it's like I feel like as an enlightened society, we're, we kind of should be on her side. So I love that Mick is a champion of women, and now he's on the side of Stephanie. Um, Daniel Bryan. Obviously, we both. Love Daniel Bryan. You've even said you come around on Daniel Bryan. I think more him, him as a GM, I'm going to like him more and more. He's great. I, I was watching it last night. and I was like, man, these guys are going to roast me when I start liking. Him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy you do because yeah. I love the guy. But I think how great was that promo I'll they had? <laughs> how great was the promo the two of them had on Raw when they finally came face to face and they said awesome. how much they respect each other, how much they like each other. We never competed, and then Mick said because Mick is. Maybe the most versatile performer they've ever had. I mean, the guy was four, had four different characters. He can go from the lovable Mick Foley to he was, you know, stepped up to Daniel Bryan. Well, you're in my way now, and we're competing now, and basically I'm going to beat you because you're standing in my way. I thought that promo was incredible. Maybe any, my favorite part of Raw. Did anybody see or foresee the uh, ECW late? Resurrection ECW esque McFoley uh, heel coming out. I would love it if he. No, no, when like in 06 with the, with the hardcore belt. Yeah. With Edge. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he's easy. He's easy to manipulate. And what my problem was, both these guys can't be face. One has to be a heel, and Mick can pull up that heel rope. Because nobody's gonna turn on Daniel Bryan, but they'll turn on Mick quickly. Because Mick can get it done. Like you said, he mm-hmm. he is very versatile. Yeah. Yeah, he, he immediately went from, oh, it's cool seeing these two guys I love hanging out together, and then Mick just, like, 
flip the switch on him immediately. I, I just don't want him to bring Noel and she start talking. Just stand, just stand in the back. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen for a while. I don't think we'll see her on WWE television they for a while. They got to Holy Foley. But, ah, yeah, you're right. So maybe we will see her. I don't know if she'll talk, though. She'll don't, be an NXT roster soon. <laughs> don't talk. The, there was one other point that I was thinking of, but now I forgot it. Mine's a cruiserweights, if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, oh, do you, do you like the way that they built from Raw into the draft with Raw ending with a draw or oh with God. Raw ending with Seth Rollins they aired the replay cuz I said to you guys oh in a God. text that made no sense <laughs> why are you telling me that it's on the network and not WWE that makes no sense I didn't think it made sense either <laughs> I thought it was great that they did it yeah, but why aren't but they, they telling didn't tell me that anybody? And you are telling me that. I think that makes no sense. I think Dave Meltzer did a poll on Twitter. Oh, he is the worst. He is, but he, he basically the question was, did you or did you not know to flip to the WWE network when Raw went off the air? I didn't, and it was I like ninety nine percent said no and one percent said yes. So yeah, and Dave and Dave Meltzer, he was that one percent. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did because I just ha- I happened to be scrolling through Twitter and WWE tweeted. Switch to the network to see what happens after Raw, and I switched it real tweeting? fast. Talk about, talk about on the show. Yeah, they should have said it because I was annoyed. I was like, "You should be showing the replays because it was clearly a questionable finish mm-hmm. for me personally." Because I did see it on the network, that made me more excited for the next day because you saw each side had a vested interest in who's going to have the belt because I want to get that guy on my brand. But I think it was a good a good couple of days for the network because now maybe people will be ready for them to possibly air things on the network. Yeah, after. you have the, you have this network that that whole crumble is awesome. Do more stuff like that. Yeah. So, before we go any further, then what are what are your thoughts on the cruiserweights? This made no sense. Don't like if you want to have a cruiserweight, cruiserweight division, fine. Don't tell me now. Build it up down the road. Maybe two months from now. Oh, so you so you telling me I believe Neville's the face of the division, hands down. But Kalisto goes to SmackDown. If you're having a cruiserweight division, shouldn't you have all the cruiserweights? Well, he's gonna bring a big lucha thing. To, to SmackDown. Does that mean Sankara's gonna be in it? Sankara's on Raw. Yeah, Neville's exactly. Raw. So okay, but if you're having a cruiserweight title, why aren't all the cruiserweights supposedly on Raw? That makes no sense. They don't. They don't further that. They don't tell me when it's coming. They don't say when the title's coming. They don't. They only have assumingly what four cruiserweights on the roster. On the Raw roster, we're gonna get the rest of them. You can't have a cruiserweight division with just four guys. Well, this shows their inconsistency. With if Shane is supposed to be the babyface, and you want to, you want to say Shane is basically the face of the WWE universe. The WWE universe is going to love a cruiserweight division. So why not have Shane be the one to introduce it? Instead, they have Stephanie, who's going to get booed no matter what she does. Exactly. It should have been on SmackDown. It would have only made sense. Just it's, like back in the day. But I don't mm-hmm. know that they're just trying to refresh it. Well, the thing, another thing is, with this Cruiserweight title being back, when Rey Mysterio left the Cruiserweight division, that title meant nothing. Nobody talked. It was on Velocity all the, all the time. You never knew who was the champion. Gregory Helms had it for a year, and you would never have known. <laughs> so, you have to treat this like a real title. You have to give this title storylines. These people have to talk. I don't want, like, I know Sami Zayn near the weight limit. I don't want him nowhere near the Cruiserweight title. Neville, he could be destined for greater things, but I do believe he'll be the face of that division. But where are the other Cruiserweights going to come? You have to treat this like a real title. You have to give these, these people time to talk. Yeah. And treat it like a real title. Like, I know you can't, I know they can't write a story, but at least try to write a story. 
before I so I have a question related to the draft, but before we get to that, I just want to know. I'll ask you first. So now the draft has happened. It came. They drafted their rosters. We have Battleground Sunday. Are you excited for this next, the new era in WWE? I am because as weird as, I thought the draft was great. There were some weird factors to it. But at the end of the day, it's not that typical, I know it's about to happen on Monday. or I don't care what's going to happen. <laughs> on Thursday I just don't Thursday. care. <laughs> like, 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 now I do care. Yeah. It's not on Friday or Thursday. It's on Tuesday. It's different. You got to watch it. It's live. Monday, you know, there's select people. I, I got to watch them. I always cared about Raw. But, you know, at, you know, we're all going to Battleground. I'm looking forward to that because at the same time, I have this preconceived notion where, okay, the United States title is going to be on Raw, and I got to wait till Tuesday to see the IC belt. Yeah. There is a chance those belts could flop shows. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the next couple of days. This is as weird as it may sound, and as much, you know, negative IWC fans may be, <laughs> this is an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. I couldn't agree. How about you? Well, nitpicks aside. Okay. Are you are you excited? I'll, I'll I'll give the power of positivity on this one. Okay. <laughs> I am excited for SmackDown because this is what I already expected. I already expected the rate the so-called ratings guy, Cena and Orton, the bigger name, the older bigger names, yeah. to be on SmackDown. So, like like I've said, these newer guys have to be built up. Baron Corbin, like I I, I think Baron Corbin will be put with Orton after Orton's done with Lesnar. Even though if if, if um, Corbin does lose. He still gets that rub. I'm sure he'll get a victory over him. Yeah. And Cena, too. He has to put over somebody else. Apollo Crews may finally get a character. American Alpha's there. Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch is there. I, you know I love Alexa Bliss. Carmella's there. We can, we'll, we'll, have, we'll see new stuff on SmackDown and see new stars be built. And that's the kind of the point of SmackDown, We're having, the, having the older guard there to build up these new guys. And Raw is going to be the flagship show for the, for the current guys, the, the current younger guys, to be made into... Top tier superstars. So you think Raw is the guys who are ready to be elevated now? Yes, and no SmackDown doubt. are the guys who will develop over time. Yeah, and they put the, the older, bigger names like Cena and Orton there to help to help put ease them, that process of relevancy. Because well, if you hear Baron Corbin beats Rand, to a casual fan, if you hear Baron Corbin beats Randy Orton, because it's going this is going to the casual fan. Us be like, oh, we know, oh, we know this, but they're just pushing them. Yeah. But if the average fan, so <laughs> if you tell an average fan, a casual fan, that Baron Corbin beat Randy Orton, like, oh my God, he beat Randy Orton, he must be, he must be good. That's the, that's how that's how they promote their business. Yeah, you, you know, he said something there, and it just goes back to what he said earlier. It makes sense, but there's some questions, and we'll get to that. Yeah, later. there's questions. We're, we're, uh, I, yeah. I, I still don't know about titles, but I'm gonna give them some time. I'll give them two weeks. Well, yeah, I kind of actually like that because it. I'm not holding out a ton of hope that they will execute it exactly the way I'd like them to, but well, it gives them a chance to tell a story about the titles well, for the next couple like of weeks. Like in 2002, the titles were exclusive to Raw. I mean, SmackDown first. What the hell's the point of a tag team division on Raw? The women's titles on both shows, so Trish bounced around from time to time. But what's the point of a tag team division if there's no tag team title? What's the point of a women's division if there's no women's title? That makes no sense. I completely agree, and that's why I think it's it remains to be seen how well this thing is going to be executed. Now, I got a question for you. It what almost you? feels like it, it. they did not actually even plan, plan it out that well either. This is not a surprise. This is WWE. You're right, but they, had, they gave us so much time. I would have thought that they would have, again, I, a, month from, a month from now, 
I may say, okay, they did have it planned out well. But right now it feels like it was not planned out. What was your question for me? What do you think about the roster? Because you wanted specific things for these rosters. I, I know you want women on one show, but I told you they were going to do that because they're not going to separate the audience. Mm-hmm. But what do you feel about this rosters? I, while I am excited going forward because, like we said, it's a, it's a new time. Like, we don't we don't know what's going to happen on Raw Monday. We don't know what's going to happen on SmackDown Tuesday. We don't know a month from now what's going to be happening. But, yeah, I didn't get really anything I wanted <laughs> out of the rosters. But, I get... I, I understand that they are two TV shows that they want people to watch. They they are hoping that their core audience is going to watch both. So I understand why they did what they did. I just think they could have executed their product better had they kept Cena and Roman on the same show. Well, you know that wasn't going to happen. No, I, you're right. But I think I think it makes sense to have them on there because then one show does not have the looming guy who you know is always going to come out on top. That's 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 wrestling. <laughs> That's it is, but but I would like to see a new guy get put in that spot as opposed to we know it's going to be Roman going forward and we know it's been seen for 10 years. Not necessarily, because you got Roman, Seth, and Finn on Raw. Yeah, I mean, I, and I could be proven wrong, and Roman seems to have lost favor with the office. And according, we'll to, to, and according to the lowdown, Vince don't really like him no more. That's, well, yeah. Not, not to me. Nobody said Lowdown is, you know, signal for dirt sheets. <laughs> no, I deliver the lowdown to the dirt <laughs> You know my feeling on the women's division was I don't feel that they've put enough time and energy into enough of the women to have an effective women's division on both shows. Well, there's six and well, six. So to, to interject real quick, mm-hmm. I think one thing that was really cleverly put, and if you go back to the original first draft, the draft happens, and then six months later or so, the debut of Brock Lesnar. may not even been six months. He was, but no, he was there already. Oh, yeah, he, he got did. Drafted, okay. yeah. yeah, he was there. All right, to backtrack a little bit, he makes his debut, and what he's called was a free agent. He was coming from OVW. At this point, whether you're in NXT, you're in a different company, or you're a former WWE superstar. Yeah, coming with back. A, if you're coming back, you're a free agent. Mm-hmm. So Shane kind of hinted to those guys when he said, you know, the draft's about to be over, and after this, you know, we're going to reboot, and tomorrow's a new day. It's time to look at some other things, and he's basically hinting towards there's other things that can happen. Like our roster's not set. Our right. roster's not set. There's other things we got to go get. we got to go hunt free agents. Right now, there's a WWE roster, and there's a small NXT roster. Uh, between the two of us, we can pick out six from here, and then we got to divide this in half. Yeah. So after dividing this in half, we got the girl a whole world to say. So, so that's one thing that excited me because you know there was the thing on the internet where everyone was begging for, oh, let's see Kurt Angle again, let's see Jeff Hardy again, let's see this person, let's see Shelton Benjamin. You don't see them, but it doesn't make sense. How are they going to draft someone that doesn't have a WWE contract yeah. that just who's, didn't make who's sense? Under contract, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now, now this gives them a real chance where you know SmackDown's hot. They they just kicked a smaller company out of a Tuesday deal. Like, uh, yeah, we're we're going to Thursday because we're not going to play on Tuesday because SmackDown's coming around. I think we could beat so, TNA. So, 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 <laughs> yeah, so probably. Then, it's basically to the point where, okay, you know what? We're we're stuck now. You know, you have someone running into SmackDown. It's like someone coming in. It's like if you got Rhino showing up on NXT. This is someone that used to have a career. 
and he wants to, you know, reunite, reunite his career. He wants to make it mean something. Well, NXT is the place to do it. Well, maybe there's three places to do it now. Show up on SmackDown. You know, beat up John Cena. It's the thing to do. <laughs> it is. Well, before we move on, we got a question from the returning babyface Ronald Roy. Okay. Right, well, first he had a thought thought about the draft. He said, SmackDown will be a B-rated show. The best reason to watch SmackDown is the AJ Styles and Brizango. What a mark. Now he loves Tyler Breeze. Nah. <laughs> so his question is... Like I said, you're the promoter. You've been promoting him for how long? Months. <laughs> And his question is, other than Finn Balor, which former NXT superstar that, has, that was drafted last night will have the most impact in their new roles? His pick is Carmelo. Which NXT star will have the most impact in their new roles? I think American Alpha. Well, er- earlier I said we're going to get to this later, and mm-hmm. it was specifically on this question. <laughs> I mean, I'm not knocking Carmella, but I think they put her on SmackDown because... SmackDown can still help rebuild her. They put her on Raw, and if she's messing up, it's just going to make her look terrible. Yeah, but they, yeah, they, they she put, can continue they, her development. She, she can continually develop on SmackDown, and then a year later, they can trade her off if it makes sense. Yeah, like yeah. right now is that that's still a place where you know she can breathe fresh air into SmackDown. SmackDown can breathe fresh air into her, and they can they can both help each yeah, other. She, yeah, she's with the two best workers, women workers in the company, and Becky and Addy. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a dream sense, if for some way WWE was smart enough and threw out those penny belts and they brought those mm. two old tag belts before they were divided yeah. in, I think I'm just going to go on a curveball. If they brought the, you know, Zack Ryder and Mojo are together, if they brought the Hype Bros. They'll be together. It, I, <laughs> obviously, everyone thinks they're going to be together, but I think if they give them a tag title run or in SmackDown together, I think, you know, that'll be the best thing they could do, you know, aside from Finn Balor. <laughs> I I wouldn't mind. See, well, Zack Ryder, we were all thinking he was he was. We've been thinking for a few months like he's about to get, you know, what is how does Stone Cold put it? The uh, the rocket strapped to the rocket rocket strapped to him or whatever. Rocket strapped him. It's not it's not happening. No. <laughs> all right, my pick. Other than Finn, I'd probably say Alexa Bliss because she's an awesome heel mm-hmm. and she'll be put in positions to be with Becky. I think Becky will be her first feud since she's a heel. And Becky will help her excel. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm a huge Alexa fan. I think she's gotten really good over the last few months. And I think, like you said, as a heel, she's great. She's got, like, grown leaps and bounds as a performer since she turned heel. But I'm just going to say American Alpha because I think they're already my favorite tag team yeah. on, on either roster. Eric wasn't there f- from the beginning like we were. No. <laughs> That's because that. you guys think you're American Alpha. <laughs> There's a difference here. You were not there from the beginning. So That's sick. why you don't so, so sick. I didn't want to be them. You guys wanted to be them. There's a difference. They're awesome. So I have a question not you from... You are awesome. <laughs> they're awesome. You the think miss? you're them. Back and forth. I guess so. Back and forth. Back and forth. <laughs> I, I, I wonder you guys like the Miz too. I, I just hope they don't put Carmelo with Ziggler. I don't think they will. I re- you don't have to throw all the women with him. You're right, but I don't think they'll do that. So I have a question this week. It is not from some alternate version of Ronald Lloyd. It is from the real Macaulay. Oh. This is in reference to our first unsanctioned guest, Derek Macaulay. Guy graduated from grade school and high school with Chris Macaulay. So he clearly is the real Macaulay based on the person asking this question. He says, Vince is an idiot. That's your I was so annoyed during the entire draft. Mojo was a waste, but Vince proved once again that he is a sucker for a comedy gimmick. See Funkasaurus. 
and the big show is picked before Cesaro. So my question is, two good pay-per-views, Speaking who is ready for some shitty programming? Sign Vince Russo. <laughs> Speaking of fucking stars, he liked a couple of my Instagram pictures. That was a little weird. He did. Really? Like the, he did. Yeah, his sneaker pictures. He did like them. Well, they, oh, they're pictures of sneakers? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So you're boys with the Funkasaurus. I'm, I'm tires no beef. I mean, <laughs> just, you can keep double tapping. I ain't liking none of your pictures. <laughs> so. I think they're terrible. He clearly was disenchanted with the draft. Typical. And disenchanted with where we're going moving forward that's not easy to please i've known that guy for a long time so do you think we're in store for some as he said shitty programming yes okay so you do but i'm going in open-minded okay how about you i give him i give him two weeks two <laughs> weeks i'm gonna watch though because, we all watch, gonna watch. watch but like i said continuity issues stuff making no sense i know nothing so i'm excited to learn things but am i gonna <laughs> learn anything who knows yeah, so we'll see. All right, so I guess we can move on to the business at hand. Battleground on Sunday in Washington, D.C. Main event, Dean Ambrose defending the WWE Championship against his former brothers-in-arms, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. It'll be the first time we've seen Roman Reigns in a full month. Eric, how do you feel that this feud has been built up with the absence of Roman Reigns? Being that I can relate to an absence, <laughs> I'm just going to say, I thought they did a pretty good job. They built it up pretty good. I'm saying, uh, I'm looking forward to it, and as naive as it may sound, I like the fact that I don't know who's going to win. Um, it's one of those things, and just looking at it, to it, and it, I think I'm looking really too deep into it. And the idea that they're going to, let's just say they don't split up the belts. I think it makes sense. My boy, Dean, retains his belt. <laughs> and Dean ends up on SmackDown, and you have two, just the two singles belts. That way you have a mid-card belt, you have tag belts, women's belt, and maybe a cruiserweight all on Raw. Leave it at that. Yeah. If not, excuse me, if they're going to be adding in a secondary world title, I think it almost makes sense. Excuse me. It makes sense for Seth to uh, regain the belt. Seth and then bring the about, WWE Championship to Raw. The reason I say that, if they're going to do two belts, at least have, as bad as it sounds, if the women's belt is staying on Raw, have the two belts that look the same or in the same show. That That's me looking into it too deep. Well, that's, that's branding. <laughs> it's branding. It's branding. Um, I think the mid-cards, as much as, you know, Rusev's good, I just think by the time someone beats them, it should be somebody that you're – Beyond excited about. Like I said, they're not going to do nothing with Ryder. It doesn't make sense for Ryder to beat him. Um, I hate The Miz, but <laughs> Darren Young isn't great. He, he wasn't years ago. He wasn't last month. He wasn't two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. And being that he was never great, he cannot be great again. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that that ugly copper penny belt made him better than he ever was. Yeah. So I see belt is just going to, you know, it's, it's doing less for him than the belt's going to do for him. So, th- you know, there's a lot of things like the belts don't really make sense. I mean, I'm looking forward to the pay-per-view just to see how what they do to make it make sense. As far as the main event goes, I like the fact that I, uh, I don't really know how it's going to end. Yeah, it's up in the air. So Roman Reigns, absent for this whole build. We've been talking about this for a few weeks already. We have the Seth walking out of Raw awesome. with the belt. 
Oh, not that. I'll do and then we find out it was a draw and Dean retains. We have Seth lose clean on SmackDown. How do you feel this has been built up leading? Because we don't have a Thursday SmackDown now, so we've seen everything we're going to see up until Battleground. How do you feel that this story feud has been built without Roman Reigns? Well, they did the best they can. Seth has been awesome this whole time. How did you feel about his empty arena promo? Excellent. <laughs> that promo Excellent. Was Just like the show. I thought Dean's was pretty good. Dean's was it good was. too with the camera. Excellent. Yeah. And, and he even acknowledged, you know, I, I started a, mm-hmm. a promo like this last yeah. time ago. It was awesome. I thought that was brilliant that yeah, they did Seth that. Seth saying, you all pawns in my game. <laughs> so good. He's been great this whole time. I, both the, the matches were fine. You know, I hate, I, I hate, I mean, how many times do you give these guys a dusty finish? Done it you twice. Ask, which one did you think was better? I like the Raw match better. I like the Raw match better, too. I thought the, 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 the pace was very slow at the beginning, and it seemed too planned. When the Raw match? Yeah. Yeah, because they actually started at 10.40 instead of <laughs> yeah. 10.55. They gave them 20 full So they got, they got a lot of time. That's, that's How long was the match? Because it, it felt like a very abrupt ending to that match last night. It did. It did not feel like it was built to the finish. It just all of a sudden was over. After re-watching the finish, they did it great. Because the match ended on Raw with the superplex. And on SmackDown, it ends with the superplex countered into a finisher. Bang. That's a good point. As it should. And I noticed yeah. that, but I, I still felt like, huh, it, it ended it, so fast. It took fast. to my second watch to make it make sense. The I loved in the Empty Arena promo when he ultimately said, I will prove on Sunday that when it comes to the Shield, I was always the man. I like that, too. I thought that was great. And like Eric said, I thought I loved that. He was using the, the shield camera for his promo. Ambrose, that is. I'd have liked it a little more if he sucked his hair back. <laughs> he would have he looked like the old Dean Ambrose. Yeah. So they were the top two picks. Seth for Raw. If he becomes a heel, he'll do that again. Brush his hair back. I wouldn't be surprised if he did it again. I think it was a good, it was it was a cool look his for him. His forehead got to be itching. My hair's getting long right now, and it's starting to itch. Anytime I touch my forehead. First two picks. They obviously battled each other on both shows. What are the chances that Roman wins this match? Do you think he has any chance? Or do you think Do you think he takes the pin? Is he more likely? Oh, he's taking the pin. Is he more likely he's to take the pin. the pin or more likely to win the belt? More likely, to, he's take hundred percent. He's taking the pin. How about you? If he wins, do we riot? Maybe when he comes out, we riot. Gonna, <laughs> when he comes out, they're going to riot. I'm bringing tomatoes. <laughs> Imagine if he still came through the crowd. Oh God! I know. Like this is the first live SmackDown we've gotten, so there was no pipe and cheers. They destroyed him. Yeah, they did. And now they're acknowledging that he was actually booed. Yeah, Booker there was T no was, hiding it. Booker T was deep in knowledge. You guys have gotten booed. You guys have been getting booed to hang with Roman Reigns. Yeah, Booker, Booker T been... said the fans hate him. Yeah, this is the first time they actually. <laughs> that, was this, that was the first time they actually acknowledged. Everyone got quiet. The whole panel yeah. shut yeah. up when he everybody, said that. Almost everything Booker said last night, they were everybody got like this real awkward silence. Yeah, that's the first time they actually acknowledge him getting booed. They yeah. never do that. So, Eck, you feel the same? He's he's way more likely to take the loss in this match than to take the belt I, home? I think logically it'll make sense, and I, I'm not trying to get arrested in D.C. right now, so <laughs> I, he might as well take that fall. <laughs> no offense, Roman. I mean, we can relate. We've both been suspended. Me, you, and Brock. <laughs> Do you think there's any chance of a finish sort of like the Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, Baron Corbin, where somehow they both win, and that causes the split title? You think there's any chance of that? Seth, Man, and, Seth, Seth and Dean. That would be so ugly. And they split the victory, and that splits the two. No, we just so, saw that. We just saw a draw on Monday. 
that would have made any sense. So you think zero, zero they, chance? Man, that would be so bad if they do that. Because everybody was theorizing on Monday that this was how they were going to right, well, split the title. Since you said that, I'm going to steal Aloe Shine for a minute. All right, mine. That's fine. I got, I got a question from uh, Biggie Dan Johnson. So he says, "Notorious Biggie Dan, <laughs> notorious." He said, "Will there be a tournament?" After Dean loses at Battleground for a SmackDown Live World Heavyweight Championship. If so, does Bray Wyatt have an advantage not having to carry other talent, focusing on a singles title? Well, he needs Luke Harper to carry him. (laughs) Makes sense. Can't wait till his back starts giving out again. Ask me the question again. I will. So, after, this is his words. Mm Mm-hmm. Will there be a tournament after Dean loses at Battleground for a SmackDown Live SmackDown Live World Heavyweight Championship? If so, does Bray Wyatt have an advantage not having to carry around dead weight? That is actually a really good question by the notorious Biggie Dan. Because I always good. You guys know I love Bray Wyatt. I love the Wyatt family. I love it as a concept. Like the cult leader who's terrifying, who attracts people to him, and they'll listen to everything he says. And there are all these giants Reminds me of on me his side. <laughs> so you're uh, you're the new, you were the new face of fear back in high school. Yeah, <laughs> people, people never. Yeah. <laughs> so all you did was lose. <laughs> but they're never they've never been executed the way I would like to see them executed. So I and you could tell me both what you think of this. I think he will have an advantage now that it's not the whole Wyatt family with him. He could kind of be repackaged a little bit. Do you do you think? Because I think this would be cool if he has Rowan with him and he starts recruiting other people into the Wyatt family. That'd be cool because he's supposed to be a cult leader. Exactly. You could show him doing what it is that he does in attracting people to his side. I was theorizing he may have been doing that with Woods a couple weeks ago. Obviously, it won't happen now. I'll destroy that later. I don't think I was paying so much attention. When I saw he got drafted, for some reason, it, I didn't accept that he was throwing SmackDown. So, I knew him and uh, Braun were in separate shows, and then I saw um, Bo Dallas got drafted. Yeah. So, I thought Bo was going to end up on the same show <laughs> I, as him. And then I was like, been... oh man, Bo's done shaving, Bo's going to end up with Big Bro. <laughs> um, I could see that happening, and again, I hope he isn't running for the world title, because again, me being old school... I don't think he deserves his first title to be a main title. doesn't make sense to me, but that's just me being me. Yeah, I don't think he's definitely not going to be their first champion, but I think he not has... Not even just that. I don't think he deserves to win it before... He know, wins a main card if, title. If he's, got, if he's, to an extent, he's injury prone. So before doing that, go get roughed up by Rusev. Um, go put your sunglasses on with Miz. Go do one of those <laughs> things. I think he has a chance to shine on SmackDown now, and I hope that they use him to his ability. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Wait I, a minute. What do you say? Go ahead. You guys haven't been shaving. Are you guys being recruited? Yeah, if you, if, if it I, just heard that loud sound, I might, might be. I might be following the buzzards. Follow. You might see me on SmackDown in the next couple of weeks following the buzzards. I don't know. I might have been hanging out at the compound. You can bring this up to the Wyatt family, bro. <laughs> well, you guys dug this out of the compound. <laughs> Well, going RVD back, gave this to you guys. <laughs> but going back to what Eric, what, what the Bray Wyatt question is, I think Bray Wyatt would be given more opportunity, but he had, because I always say he's a driver to the stars, and this is the time that he could actually be a top heel. 
He's already a top heel, but he doesn't. He basically doesn't back up anything he ever says. So this is a good opportunity for him to be relevant and make some noise if they do have a so-called tournament for mm-hmm. the world title. Now, what Eric was saying about him not going off for that mid-card title, that type of character, just like the, similar to the Undertaker, the Undertaker never won the Intercontinental t- a mid-card title. He was he went straight to the world title, and that 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 kind of character does he so. Bro, we was one years old when that happened. Yep. It's not relevant for us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's rough time. He didn't do it. But but that character <laughs> being so intriguing. hardcore champion. But that character being so intriguing, he doesn't really need a title unless it's the main title. Yeah. I think, um, oh, actually, before we get too far off, predictions for the main event. Eric? Who do you got? Roman, Seth, or Dean? I know who you want. Actually, I don't know who you want. I, I want Dean to win. I don't have a prediction because I want Dean to win. And if he doesn't win, SmackDown gets a secondary title. It's, in my opinion, I the tag titles aren't being defended. The women's titles aren't being defended. It doesn't make sense for the mid-card titles to be split. Because at this point, going forward, SmackDown, you're watching it. In my opinion, it, it just makes sense. If you want to see a championship... You watch a SmackDown for the Intercontinental Championship and nothing else. Yeah. If Dean loses, that's all there is. <laughs> that's it. There's the only prize. Well, we still ha- don't know anything yet. I'm just we don't. So. Something. <laughs> but it's clear that Seth Rollins is going to win this match. I I stated last last week on the show, if Dean retains, what the hell are you going to do? Is this the lowdown? Is this the lowdown? Just want to be clear. You're educating the dirt you're, you're, you're sheets right now. You're saying it's clear that Seth's going to. I just want to. I deliver the lowdown. Mm-hmm. Is this being delivered or is this no, just still talking? No, no, this is. You should listen when you're gone, though. <laughs> I have. I usually fall asleep at the wheel while listening. <laughs> no, wonder you, no wonder you haven't been here. <laughs> but I think it's clear Seth wins. Like I mentioned last week, if Dean retains the title, what the hell are you going to do with, with the world title on SmackDown? Because Cena and AJ, Cena and AJ is still going to be a thing. What are you going to do? Who's you going to face? You have no you have no heels. So it's clear Seth's going to win. Seth getting all this heat on Roman it's clear that they're going to have a match, and I think Seth does pin Roman to keep Dean look, to, to keep Dean Ambrose strong. And so that's what I think. Will Ric Flair be holding Dean Ambrose outside of the <laughs> ring when this happens? Being that you said that, did you what you say? <laughs> I said, will Ric Flair be holding Dean He's Ambrose outside of the ring? Because <laughs> we're the only people that remember WrestleMania. <laughs> being, being that you said that, going back to Biggie Dan's question, do you believe? And this is me going on my own twist. Do you believe that if the WWE title goes to Raw, does SmackDown have enough people to have a tournament? Yeah, they have a whole roster. It even if you don't have a tournament, you could just say it's going to be what a battle royal or a fatal four way or whatever to determine the number of contenders. Just some kind. Of, they could just have matches for yeah, one episode and matches. say the winners of these matches yeah. are going to be, you know, going to be a new world champion. Yeah. Yeah, they have a they have a they have an overtime battle royal for all we know. They've done that before. So I think it's gonna be AJ and Cena for, for for the for the SmackDown World Title at SummerSlam. So that's that's how I feel about it. And Seth, I do think Seth wins. It's clear Seth's winning. I am going with Seth yeah. as well. I think it makes sense. Like Eric said, I didn't think of it this way, but you have the two titles that look the same on the same show. Makes sense. And Seth is the guy on that show. I have a silly theory myself. I'll yeah. Get back. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to get to it now? Because I'm about to move on oh, to no, Cena no, in the club. On. Okay. We'll get to, to this woman. So we have Cena <laughs> and, almost said Edge and Christian again, Cena and Enzo and Cass against the club. They're awesome too. This is the last time 
any of these six guys will be together because they somehow managed to all be on different shows. AJ and Cena, we obviously know, are going to be a thing moving forward into SmackDown. Do you still think that Enzo takes this pin, or do you think that they actually beat the club in the last appearance of the club? Well, the club isn't a thing anymore, which makes no sense. So it's well, no, 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 no. There's red click and blue click. <laughs> They're not turning pin Bella Hill. No, no, no. According to them, Paul and Anderson, Nick Gallows, they're red click. AJ Styles by himself is blue click. Just telling you what they said on TV. <laughs> anyway. No matter what, Brandon. Don't I missed you two sitting next to each other. Anyway. Like I was saying, it's not... They How can you even do this show without me? I'm <laughs> specifically. I'm the heart and soul of Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have this chemistry with anyone else. I got him. I got a perfect 20. <laughs> yeah, you two baby faces. <laughs> power trip. There's no power between you two. Like, uh, anyway. <laughs> like Enzo and Cass. No glory. Oh, oh so, so we're over. <laughs> Almost over after the company. Really? So, clearly, since they have that Cena so-called, that, that so-called advertised Cena Styles match, and the club, the club isn't a thing anymore, I think um, Cena and Enzo and Cass won. Because... Cena has to get his win. I think Cena pins AJ. Because he has to get a pinfall victory over um, Styles. So you don't think that one of the other club members takes the fall? You think it actually is going to be I think AJ? I think it's going to be AJ because they're not a thing anymore. So it won't they matter. leave him. They turn him? I don't think they turn him. I just feel like there's no, no steam for this match to me right now. You know what I do like about it? Just like the title match. Don't really, it's not a guarantee. There, what, you know there what would be if they didn't break them up. That's what I mean. Like It, it took a it's, lot it of makes, heat it, off yeah, of them as a group yeah, to me. It, yeah, it takes the whole the whole luster. Is it not cool that we don't know what's going to happen for a fact? It's very cool. I love well, that. I, Is I do, it not cool I do, Well, I do know Teddy Long booked this show because there's three tags. <laughs> there's two six-mans and a divas and a women's tag. Hey, were y'all talking about this recently? What? Me and Uncle Teddy? <laughs> Uncle Teddy. <laughs> I didn't call him yet. <laughs> I didn't call him yet. He didn't ask you for advice? I didn't holler at him yet. <laughs> so, I don't really have a whole lot to say because, like I said, the club is going to be done very soon. AJ and Cena, I assume, will continue this feud. Who do you think wins? The club in their final performance or the face that runs the place and Enzo and Cass? I'm going to go with the club. I think the club's going to win. How about you? I already went. Cena, Enzo, and Cass. By the way, I'd be remiss if I did not mention this. That promo segment uh, on Raw. Oh, that was oh my god, it was so good. I thought that was Enzo's best promo on it the was, main roster. It was. I thought everything saying AJ had a soccer mom haircut and No, my favorite was the Tiles New Roman. <laughs> <laughs> did you see uh I thought Cass's promo on the network last night? Last night, I think that was one of his best. He was great. Yeah. Everything he, on he, the seemed, is gold. he seemed like he was more comfortable than ever. Because it's not scripted. But but at the same it's not scripted, but it's also it is live, so it's not it's not staged. That's mm-hmm. the good thing they got going for. Them, or at least they, they make us think it's no, staged. they had a lot no, that was definitely like off the cuff, natural, <laughs> and he when the lights were shining brightest on him and he got to just be himself, he shined pretty bright. But that Enzo. Oh my god. I was on the floor. Yeah, I thought the New Day were great, and it was great when the club came. The, the Wyatts are the only ones that I don't think they even talked. And the match, I thought the crowd was so into it. Uh-huh. I thought that was even a great match. It was a three, three, four segment match? Yeah. 
it was so good. Yeah, so I had to mention that because that that was as much as I said earlier that my favorite part of Raw this past week was the Daniel Bryan Mankind face off. This was a very close <laughs> second. I thought it was awesome. So that leads me to the next six man tag, the Wyatts against the tag team champions of the New Day. Do you feel Eric? So Xavier Woods, who's supposed to be terrified of Bray Bray Wyatt, had a match last night against Bray. God, these matches. Yeah, I thought they did something that you were waiting for. Was Woods being terrified of the uh, spider walk or the crab oh, yeah. walk, whatever you want to call it? Even when he just leaned over in the corner, Woods no, was terrified. But it made no sense because on Raw he wasn't scared of him. And on SmackDown you scared of him. Well, because it wasn't just him. He had his guys yeah, still, in the ring with him. Still, he was going toe-to-toe Bray Wyatt in the ring. But So now you're, you're not scared of him on Raw, but you're scared of him on SmackDown. Your guy's still on the outside of the ring. So why are you scared of him? Now? I hate now. saying he's making a good point, but... That made no sense. He is, but I'm glad that that's the way they went with it. Now, we're not going to see Bray not, Wyatt and I'm Xavier not. Woods after Sunday together, but I like seeing that aspect of it. So you, you think that they, they have already botched... Clearly, you think they bought. You have some nitpicks about the way they built this. Match. Yeah, that makes no sense. This is clearly a holdover. Get the because at the end of the week, New Day is the longest. I think the compound match. match should have been a battleground. It should have been. It should have been. I think that was a wasted opportunity. Yeah, no, why it shouldn't have been split up? And none of them were even deleted. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single one was deleted yet. You're right. Braun Strowman. <laughs> well. He, I think he's going to probably benefit from being on his own on oh Raw. Oh, my God. They're going to give him a push, and I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> Do you think he'll lose the singlet? I, I think it'll get completely out of the Y family gear. Probably. So you think he's repackaged? Do yeah. you think right away? He's going to go into uh, trunks. You think so? Yeah, I hope he'll not. He'll get repackaged. <laughs> yeah, I always hope everybody avoids trunks. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, uh. I feel like we should have evolved past trunks at this yeah. point. The... So who do you think then? I mean, our world, our WWE champion is wearing jeans. Yeah. (laughs) We evolved. And the guy who we all seem to think is going to win the title on Sunday is wearing long pants. And the other guy who's in that match is wearing long pants. Well, he's wearing swag gear. Yeah. Still. So Wyatt's or the New Day in the six-man tag? Who are you taking? Last appearance of the Wyatt's as we know them. I mean, if they're going to book Bray to look strong, Bray gets the pin. Uh, over Xavier, Xavier's mad at them, and maybe that faults into early in the first two weeks of Raw, they drop the titles. I think that makes the most sense. I hope the New Day wins. But... New Day, because it's why it's hard to think. It won't, it won't benefit them. It could benefit Bryce. That's just why no, because no, he's, he's not taking a pinfall. Mr. Six Seconds himself is taking the pinfall. <laughs> so this is a battle between it's who takes the pinfall, Xavier Woods or, or Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan's taking the pin. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, and I, I've been wrong a lot in my predictions. I think I'm going to go with the New Day just because, like we said, the Wyatts are done as we know them after Sunday. I think it would be great to see Bray come out of Battleground looking strong heading into the new SmackDown Live, but I think I'm going to take the New Day. And I don't know how good of a match it's going to be. I just hope that... horrible. I got you. Watch this. Look. You think so? I've been, I've been going for so long to do your job. Just because this is your favorite segment of the day. <laughs> since we're, we're in a tag team. Uh, <laughs> since we're in a tag team frenzy right now. Okay. Tag team. I'm going to ask, who's Sasha's tag team partner going to be for Battleground? All right. Your thoughts. Okay. Who, 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 oh, who there you go. Okay. Oh. My thought is Bailey. 
first. Because even though she didn't get drafted, it's still called mystery partner, so they can always have the element of surprise. But like Eric said earlier, the free agent, the first free agent side. Yeah, but, but but she would have to go to SmackDown. She would have to. But this may sound silly. But he likes silly. I do. One record. All right. In the matchup screens, what do faces do? Uh, look straight at the screen? No, they smile. Uh. Nia Jax got drafted to Raw, and she was smiling in her picture. This, mm. As stupid as it sounds, I think it's Bailey and Nia Jax. And, and Nia Jax could possibly turn on Sasha after the match would be a one-off thing. But, but, but no matter but what... But didn't she in her promo say she's coming straight for Charlotte? Who? Nia Jax? I didn't watch her promo. So I, I wouldn't I didn't know. She did. Heard about it. She did. She said she's coming right for the right for the title. Okay, so I I possibly think it's Nia Jax per her smile. It's Bailey and Nia Jax, but the reason I'm saying Nia Jax is per her smile. But I do think she'll debut. You would have loved it because so she was at the performance center. She getting interviewed and she got like all choked up. Like this is dream come true. That and then she like remembered like oh wait I'm Nia Jax I'm supposed to be a heel. And then Alexa it, Bliss too. And then it almost looked like she was cutting a heel promo on the interviewer. I don't know if you noticed that she was like looking right not looking at the camera. Looking right at the interview, saying like I'm coming right for you, and it was yeah, kind of weird. I, I think I think if she I think if it is Nia Jax, she'll it'll be a one-off thing. She'll destroy them both, and we'll and we'll probably get to that, get some kind of build up until SummerSlam. I'm still gonna go with Bailey. Well, this is where I was going with the whole. They only actually drafted 59 people. I, the other the contradicting thing is they were only supposed to draft six NXT members. That would make it seven if but it's, it's Bailey. Yeah, but yeah, it's not, it's a, not draft, a draft, but it it's just weird. That they said there was supposed to be sixty and there was only fifty nine. Yeah, and it, and I'm going with Bailey though. Yeah, and and I I read the tapings. So Bailey, she really only has a contract side, I believe, with Nia Jax. And another thing with the women's division, they got, they took up they sent um Carmella and Alexa Bliss out, but they are also put on TV. Mandy Rose is on TV from um, Tough Enough. Darius Darius made a TV debut. Liv Morgan got a victory. Billy Kay's the new thing in NXT. She got a win. And she's and she's been facing Oscar on house shows for the women's title. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to be Bailey. I don't. I'm trying to hang out with Liv Morgan before she gets the title. Right yeah. <laughs> well, you got time. Chris in the belt. Who do you think it's going to be? It's Sasha's partner. I'm still thinking about Chris in the belt. With her. <laughs> um, uh, I, ideally, I I hope it's Bailey. If not, I'm going to go with the curveball of all curveballs, and I don't even think she's cleared yet. <laughs> uh, Nikki Bella. I don't think she's cleared yet. She's yeah, I don't know. I I just want to say something different, man. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Do you do you like the way they have built up, like Sasha just not getting over on on both shows? No, because I wish this was a one on one match for the championship. That's how you, that's how you would tell a story. Somebody coming close and you screwing over and she gets a rematch. That's how you tell the story. But but you could tell the story this way too. But I prefer the one on one match because what Charlotte's doing, Charlotte's doing is be, being an actual heel and say, okay, you beat Dana, but you can't beat me and Dana. WWE was clearly uh, fast forwarding our episodes where we were saying Sasha should win. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I knew she wasn't winning Battleground, and then they should give her a first loss on the roster last night. Yeah, yeah, I, I forgot about that. I did enjoy. Was I don't remember. <laughs> It was, it was a handy call. True. Saying, they got an excuse. I enjoyed the. Uh, I guess it was on SmackDown. She hit the, the double knee. She always hit. Oh yeah, on the outside. On off the apron yeah. onto the that, outside. That was, that that was, that was a great awesome. move. I liked. Um, 
I, for for their storyline anyway, I like that Natty interfered the first night and yeah. took out Becky. I yelled, like, well, I yelled at that. Like, why are we going to tag team match? But they actually furthered both storylines right. in the situation. Well, it was like a smart way so, to do it. I, I meant to say this with mm-hmm. the idea of her having a mystery partner. What are the odds? They're, they're going different ways after. They were just posting a bunch of stuff from social media together. What's the chances of Natty's her partner? No, Natty posts pictures with everybody. Well, she has a match with Becky. Yeah. So I don't think she'll uh, do double yeah, yeah, duty. Right, yeah, that, that's that's point. Why is Becky and Natty pull apart better than men? I don't know, but that was going to be the next thing leading into that match. I love that pull apart. It was awesome. Sam and was... Kevin Owens get one rep, two rests between them, and they got the women in that that get the whole locker room out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I loved it though. I thought it was it was I thought it was great. I thought it made Becky look great going into Battleground. And I thought it it led perfectly into them ending up on the same show. That I don't know if this is going to be a thing that maybe this is going to be the first big women's feud on SmackDown. I don't know. It's going to go for a little yeah, while. Yeah, going to be fighting until Armageddon. But before we move on, it's supposed to be funny. Armageddon doesn't happen anymore, guys. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that, that went right. Money. I clearly do. That went right over my head. It was a no sell. When you said, I also warned you. You did? Yeah. Oh man. You're Hunter Harris Helmsley. <laughs> How long was that match? I don't remember. It was real short. It wasn't long. It wasn't long. <laughs> I'll take you calling me Hunter Harris Helmsley a compliment from you. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like Joe Laps calling me. <laughs> I'll tell him to call you. So, in a rare thing, every competitor so far in these two women's matches are on the same show going forward. Sasha, Dana, and Charlotte all on Raw. We don't know about the mystery partner. That, that, that was another thing into my that was another thing into my pick. I'm like, Bailey will have to go to SmackDown because she's yeah. getting star power. Yeah, Natty and Becky both on SmackDown. Yeah. Well, just to point out, while your guess of Nia Jax makes sense, she's going to Raw. I know. That's, 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 that's why it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Just It's two Raw girls against two Raw girls. It does. And Sasha has exuded a certain type of confidence when she's been telling everyone, yeah. I got this. I got this. Yeah, that's why I think it's not a job. <laughs> I, I so it makes think, sense. I also think Bailey will stay behind because she wants to be a two-time NXT Women's Champ. Makes sense. A two-time, two-time NXT Women's Champion, or could it be Eva Marie? I'm Cor- kidding. Corey she's Corey on. She's like on that. SmackDown. Corey Graves would love that. He lost it when she got. I know. <laughs> I, I love that he did, and then, he's I love on Raw now. Yeah, I thought he, that. he's the new. He's the new Lawler. So I want to get into our predictions for this, but you mentioned that I meant to mention this earlier. I am not happy that King is out and David Otunga is in. Yeah, no. I, I'm glad you brought that up. You know what? I saw this on he, Instagram. He is my lawyer, but I'd rather have King. <laughs> he is my lawyer. He's, he's my family lawyer. I'd rather have King. I, I, gosh. That was very well played. How, how do we skip over that? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I read somebody, and it looked like something you would type. This guy on uh, Instagram just put, like, David Otunga, why? Yeah. Like, who, yeah. First off, he was horrible. He was. First off, who cares about him? Nobody. Well, Second got, off, Jennifer got, Hudson is the only person that cares about b- him. Besides the fact that he's a lawyer, why is he still employed by the company? I don't know. I, I like, see no value. Supposedly, did he did he commentate on SmackDown he did, recently? When King was gone. So if he was good, I don't know. He I did didn't one watch. or two episodes. Well, I don't well, remember, but, and he was terrible. Cares? They always got to have that other guy. <laughs> he was terrible. He was. Horrible. The fact that they had somebody worse than Saxton. To me, you shouldn't be going backwards from Byron Saxton. But I loved it on the panel when Eva Marie got picked. They all kind of got out of the way and let Corey Graves go. They all, they all acknowledged it. Like, all right, you, so you say whatever you want to say. So, 
Alo. Sasha Banks and the mystery partner against Dana and Charlotte. Who Sa- takes it? Sasha and the mystery partner. How about Nia you? Jack slash Bailey. <laughs> How about you? I would figure Sasha and, and her mystery partner, just because she took the loss from SmackDown, it's not going to make sense unless it goes to a no contest. Yeah, I think Sasha as well. Eric, Natty, and Becky. Becky. It, it, it don't make sense for her to lose. Agreed. I went back and forth with this because really Becky's going to be so called as of now the face of the women's division on SmackDown. And I know they'll probably throw her with Bliss. And then Natty, she'll probably be with Carmella. I think Natty needs it more, so I'll say Natty. All right, I'm going to go with Becky. So that's, well, we were not unanimous on that one. We were unanimous on the first one. We weren't unanimous or nothing. The only one, no, have we? Have we not been? Any of them? I guess not. Heavyweight title. Did you pick now? Seth? Well, all right, here. We, there's only one. The two mid card. No, we haven't been unanimous on anything. Okay. I pick Dean. Well, we'll get unanimous on these next two. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I was really excited for this, thinking it's the last time we'd see them for a while. But it's not. And the whole, now they're they not the separated. So I'm not just I being. I thought Sami Zayn, but I don't know no more. So I'm not being pessimistic. It's not just me that was like. Little air was let out of the It balloon. was let out. It's like, okay, where's the big fight feels going now? Because it's gonna because ha- you will still see it some way, somehow, down the road. I do love when they when they get into a slug fest though. I always find that enjoyable. That was so bad. It was this week, but it I was just funny when he it... threw in the cane. <laughs> and it, the fact that he was so mad that he got drafted so late. Yeah. Even on the network he was awesome. The one guy who really cared where he was drafted. <laughs> I think though, that was nonsense that they got double chokes slammed by Kane. They're your two up-and-coming guys. You got them on the same brand, and then they both take the choke slam from Kane. I don't really have anything else to say about That's it. That's it. That's all I got to say. I'm going with Sami Zayn because he needs it because Kevin Owens always destroys him. How about you? I, I think Zayn should win, too. I mean, like, I, I start liking him more and more, but the guy just can't catch a win, so save his life. Well, he's the underdog, but he, Kevin Owens destroys him every time. The underdog from the underground. I'll tell you what. Kevin Owens gotta be on Raw. He's gotta be red hot. He's gotta be hotter heel than he's ever been, and and he can't rely on Steph because he should hate her right now. Yeah. That that's supposed to be his girl, mm-hmm. and she picks freaking Sammy over. Yeah. Him. He, he should snap. He should smack her. Broken smack Kevin her Owens. or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also gonna go with Sami Zayn. I think he needs the win. He doesn't get them. Doesn't get them often. Yeah, Kevin Owens is so good, he'll just bounce back. I remember you said about Troy leading up to WrestleMania when I asked if you asked you if he was feeling any better. You said, oh, "Poor Troy's catching L's all over the place." That's <laughs> kind of what Sami Zayn is going through. <laughs> the two mid card titles. Is that what they? I, I think. I think. Yeah. I, I think I already declared my opinion. You already said the Miz. I assume you believe Darren Young will not be great again. No, Miz. I believe the Miz as I'd, well. I'd, I'd rather see Bob Backlund wrestle the Miz. <laughs> That would be I I'd pay I don't know if I'd pay to see it, but well actually I guess I would pay to see it because it would be on the pay per view. So we already did. The other one, Rusev and Ryder. I'm sorry, while we're on the I say short plug, short plug. Wale, we're gonna be looking for you in DC. You know, I I plan on having the Intercontinental uh, A6 on. And I wanted to bring the IC title, but at the same time, I don't even want to bring it. We got Miz and Darren Young competing for the belt. I don't even want to bring it. You'd be embarrassed to be seen with that title. (laughs) It's it's a boring night. I might bring the old one just for it. That's how I'm thinking. That's not a bad idea. idea. So, Rusev and Ryder. Any chance Ryder pulls it out? 
throw both mid-card titles over on SmackDown. They already got the tag, and they got they had the tag division women's and cruiser. Might as well throw both mid-cards over there, but I, I doubt it. I doubt he wins. So you got Rusev. I mean, if he's a ladder match, he's got a chance. That's <laughs> How about you, Aaron? Who wins? The last time we picked Zack Ryder to win a title on this show, he won. And, uh, but he won't win this time. <laughs> we didn't pick so after this match, at, at the end of the match, I think he's gonna do their accolade. We torch back and think we fought. Mojo's gonna, Mojo's gonna come out and get the hype, bros. Okay, I I go yeah, with Rusev. Mojo wins the US title. Oh, never mind. They're gonna be in SmackDown. Yeah, I go with Rusev as well. So that's Battlegrounds. NXT this week was devoted to pretty much one thing: great, Shinsuke great Nakamura game. and Finn Balor. Alo, because I went to Eric first with the last two predictions. What were your thoughts on Shinsuke and Finn Balor? I think the match was the match was fantastic. It's not it, it doesn't it doesn't pass Zayn Nakamura. Po- it could have possibly done it if it been if it was at a takeover. Yeah, they not, they not, were playing from behind. Yeah, but. not it, not even a takeover. Not at full sale. It could have been a takeover at full sale, but it lost a lot of steam because it was just a, an NXT episode. So we'll never we'll never know. Would have, would have, could have been. The match was fine. It was a great back and forth match. I always like the face versus face dynamic because there's not, not nobody ever usually has an, a straight advantage. It's always, it's always back and forth. Yeah. Guys, t- guys taking, getting heat on each other. I like that. And they, they kind of, they put Balor over to an extent because they hit, the, he had, Nakamura had to hit two Ken shots. Yeah. To beat him. Yeah, first one to kick out. Probably will be the only one. To well, ever well kick not out just that. that. I mean, um, also, Nakamura kicked out of his his finisher. Yeah, but, oh, when, when Balor did um, the nineteen sixteen. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, he got that nineteen sixteen too. Yeah, I didn't realize what happened good. at first as it happened. I was like, "What was that?" Yeah. <laughs> also, good for Nakamura. I mean, he's already been um, you know two two main NXT guys farewell song match. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he's the guy who who sends you out of, of NXT. He's the one that gets you demoted to the main roster. I thought it was a great match. Like you said, it could have been. Could have had a chance to compete with his match with Zayn or possibly surpassed it, but being at full sale, no offense to that crowd, it's just a smaller building, less yeah, but noise. If it was a takeover, because even the takeover feels at full sale is still, lo- still loud. Yeah. Now just an NXT TV episode, so it took, it took away from it. Yeah, it didn't get to be as big as it could have been. Now, it's, it's funny because you say that, and I feel like I'm going to sound a hypocrite for saying this, but we all always want a big match on Raw. We want big matches. Maybe we, maybe now we want big matches with SmackDown. We used to not, but yeah. um, it, it's like watching those WWE Championship matches the past two nights. Like you knew you were going to get shortchanged ahead of time. You knew there was going to be a shortchange finish. <laughs> yeah. You knew you weren't going to get. I don't want to say they were bad matches, but you knew you weren't going to get a five star classic that was going to leave you banging at the end of your seat. For some reason, and you know, you always get good matches on NXT TV. Something about the fact that. Both guys kicked out of each other's finishers, and it was not uh, a takeover. Maybe I think that's kind of you know it was like a little thing in my head. It kind of bothered me, and I feel like if it was a takeover, it wouldn't have bothered me as much. So you would have. So you turned to a mark. That's what happens when you're suspended. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, nothing else better to do. But I'm glad they treat NXT TV. As an important show. Well, they made that match an event. They devoted 95% of the show to it. 
We had a great video package. We got to see their kind of entrances through the runway. We got little interviews with the two so of them. So the 20-minute entrances. Yeah. And we got what? I think it was just about a 20-minute match. Yeah, right around. Maybe around 22. Maybe, yeah, it was around. Well, I think it was, yeah, I think it was just over. Um, I thought it was a good match. I liked how much attention they gave it. I liked the time and energy they devoted to it. I even liked that we got a little bit of Samoa Joe that night because he's almost been lost in the shuffle the mm-hmm. last few weeks. Almost since he's won the title. Yeah. Well, we asked what, what was Rhino doing. And, uh, I think the cameraman asked Rhino what he was doing back. Now we know what he's doing back. This is a way for Samoa Joe to crush another monster. And I don't know where he goes from there, but I guess Nakamura... As much as we know he's going to crush him... As much as we know he's going to crush him, it almost bothers me Like when I'm looking at like wrestling stuff and I see something from the indies and they're advertising, advertising Rhino for like late September, early October. Yeah. I'm like, thanks for letting me know. Yeah. About to get <laughs> no, I agree. But I thought that match was great. I thought they handled it really well. I thought it was kind of a cool episode of NXT in that we just got the huge match that everybody wanted to see. And like you said, it was the second time Nakamura gave somebody their send-off loss. Cruiserweight Classic. Have either of you watched it at all? I caught it. It's only been the one episode, right? Yeah. yeah. The second one is airing as we, well, might have already aired. Oh, yeah. Already finished. But as we were speaking, it was airing. I like the way they're presenting it. I like that they're giving everyone a little bit of a, a promo Fan vignette. I love that they're telling you where everybody's from. I like they're making a big deal about the widespread diversity of the places where everyone's from. And you can tell that every competitor takes it important. Yeah. You have the respectful guys that come out there and then shake, and then you have the guys that are just pissed off. Yeah. You have the guys that don't want to touch each other. You have the guys that touch each other. And similar to like a, a UFC face-off, they get really close to each other. They shake each other mm-hmm. and just kind of let each other know. Yeah. It's, it's about to go. Mm-hmm. We're about to go. Yeah, I thought, feel like they, they've presented it in a really, really good way. What were you, what were you about to say? All right. I love the the packages before the match to show off each guy. It gives you a reason to care. Mm-hmm. My my nitpick. Mm-hmm. The length of the matches. How come no? WWE does everything right, as from presentation presentation standpoint, from this NXT, their video packages and their regular network programming. How the hell can they book Raw? Because the guy who oversees Raw is probably not Triple H. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Vince McMahon is overseeing Raw and and writing the damn show. Yeah, and you can you can see the difference. Yeah, it makes no. Like sense. Sometimes when people love a TV show, you can tell. I'll go back to Lost again because I seem to do it at least once every week Daily. on the show. <laughs> you would know. There's a director, Jack Bender, who I think was just nominated for an Emmy for an episode of Game of Thrones he directed. Um. People who loved Lost would know when it was a Jack Bender-directed episode because just the way everything was shot, the way the emotion that was captured. Not everybody may consciously notice it, but when you watch Raw, you can tell the attention to detail is not there like it is with everything else. Like Raw used to be where it was a story from beginning to end. Every story didn't intersect. But you were watching like one cohesive show until it ended. Which was typically the main thing. Yeah, now it is... It's just like stuff, like, oh, we'll do this segment, then we'll do that segment, then we'll do that segment, then we'll do that segment. It's just stuff slapped together and Sometimes for three you're hours. looking for that main segment and it's not even there. Yeah, so Vince, I don't know if it's his age. I don't mean to be ageist. I don't know if it's just that he's so concerned with 
We don't want anybody to say anything our shareholders wouldn't like. We don't want anybody to do anything our shareholders wouldn't like. If he's just so concerned with being safe, whatever it is, everything they do besides Raw seems to shine. And Raw is the one thing that's kind of just like held down. It's like getting choked. But I think Vince McMahon is the the reason why. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Did you hear Russo on Austin's podcast? Um, I did. Vince Russo was talking about that. He was saying how when he came back in 2002, Vince had all these writers, and then he thinks at this point in his life, Vince is 70 years old, but he doesn't trust any other writers. So that's why he always oversees everything. So mm-hmm. he tries to play it as safe as possible. That makes me wonder why, because I think it was about a year ago, there was a, a listing for a a position on the creative writing team. Yeah, I didn't apply yeah, I I didn't either, but I looked over the job description and all the qualifications. The qualifications you need, unless you are Dewey Foley, the qualifications you need are ridiculous. You have to have written for a TV show for like five plus years. You have to have production experience. You have to have all these things. If you're going to those lengths to get people with all these credentials, why do that? Why hire those people and then not trust them to do what you brought them there to do? If that's how you're going to be, that I want to oversee everything, why don't you just bring in some kid who's like, oh, I think I could write the show, like, and just let beginners, let entry-level writers do it, and then you oversee them and teach them how to do it. Exactly. That's what Vince Russo said. He said, Vince taught me little by little what he wanted out of me, and over the course of 10 years, he became the writer that Vince needed him to be, but he taught him, this is how I want things to be done. This is how I want stories to be told. And during the highest heights of WWE, that's how it was operated. These guys had ideas. They pitched them to Vince. And Russo always says this, that Vince's genius was he'd take your good idea and figure out the one thing that can make that good idea a great idea. And now he's just strangling. He doesn't even let anybody have ideas. Mm -hmm. He just, you know, has a stranglehold on the whole thing. Yeah, and he goes saying that Vince Vince told him back in the day he didn't want to write the show. But now he's basically rewriting the show because he has he's going over the old, he's going over these twenty four writers, right um, stories and he's already re- revisit re- revising them. Yeah, it and you can tell, like you said, everything else they do it has like a certain feel yeah, to it. It just and makes no sense. Raw does not. Was there anybody that stood out to you of the eight participants? I already knew about Carlo Bushi, but he was all. I mean, he was awesome. He was so good. Um, Cedric Alexander was awesome too. You said he debuted for NXT yeah, too, right? At the last yeah, tapings. Yeah, tapings. Yeah. Well, actually, a lot yeah, of them, I, yeah, I heard a lot he signed of those Monday, crew, right? Yeah. Huh? He signed on Monday. Or? Mm-hmm. And you know, but the thing is, uh, thing is, a lot of these crews with classic guys, they're in the next set of tapings. They're in the crowd and they're interacting with the NXT superstars. So that's cool. Yeah. Cedric Alexander was awesome. The guy who started the most of me was Graham Talik. I was. That's who I was just gonna say. He I was gonna say the Lucha. Lucha was I so smooth in the ring. Mm-hmm. And out of the ring. When he did that spring. If you want to call it a spring mode, whatever yeah. it was, the way uh, he, he mm-hmm. ran and walked on the rope and flipped on oh, foot, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this guy is awesome!" And then you probably don't like him because he did a, a version of the Michinoku driver, and that was all the back of your neck. Yeah, I, that one. Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't dislike him, but I, you know, my feelings on any yeah. type of Michinoku driver variation. Protect the guys' heads and necks. But great match. The guy is obviously a tremendous worker, tremendous athlete. I've told you guys before, I've never been huge on the luchadors. I think the not seeing the face 
takes a lot of it away for me personally. I get why people do like them, though. I think it's just a whole I, part of that genre. It's like you can't turn your back on it. It's it's a genre that's no, they're fun to watch. And, uh, like Rey Mysterio was always fun to watch, but I never was a huge Rey Mysterio mark because he never like grabbed me. My my, my whole thing with it, it's like you hear Triple H. Um, what was it? I feel like he said it on a podcast. No, he said it on an NXT uh, post interview. What he says about after Cien's um, debut? Oh yeah, yeah, that was after like, the how, last takeover. How could anyone put a mask in this guy? Well, you know, so give my so give my cat hat. You know yeah. that, that that's and fu- suspender. That's fine and all. You say that you know some people take the mask off on them, but some people, you know, there's like it, a mystique you have exactly. with the mask. You know, some it people becomes, buy into it can become part of your personality. It, most Hispanic fans of wrestling can. They're it's just something you're grown up to, so you yeah. you're, you have a kind of natural interest in it. Because it's something that was in when you were a kid, or something you heard about, or something that you watched when you were little. It just makes now, sense. Now, do you have like a personal experience I, with that, or no, no? I, I don't. Me personally, I know people that do, and I just, you know, know it from back then. I mean, even even if you look at Ray, when I, I don't really know Ray from his world title runs. I know him kind of from his cruiserweight runs, and he was it. it Aaron made a good point. When he was cruiserweight champion, that belt mattered. Mm-hmm. That belt was he the first one to hold the WWE version? No, no, no. He was, once he, he got was it, once yet. he got it, it was red hot. It was red hot. You cared yeah. about that belt. That was probably the best sales that a, a toy version of that belt ever had. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, people cared. People wanted the mask. They wanted that. And then you fast forward. What was whatever that was? Oh four. You fast forward ten years later. That boy's so red hot. You know, people cared about him in WWE. Yeah, well, last thing, I guess, because we don't have a whole lot to talk about with the Cruiserweight Classic. There's only been one episode mm-hmm. and four matches. Did it, I know we were all excited for it, did the first episode live up to yes. your expectations? Yes. Do you like the way it was presented, the yes. way the matches played out? And Daniel Bryan and Mara Ronaldo, great commentary team. Commentary team. So, so, so here, here's my question for you guys, just because you went to that. I guess this is my only thing i got to say about the whole mm-hmm. CWC until we see the second episode. We'll talk about it next week. Daniel Bryan doing commentary. Him now being GM. Does this affect what we listen to him do as commentary for the rest of this tournament? Yes or no? No. Yeah, I don't think so. I no. think it's. I think it's... That's his job for this. He's got to do... He's got to do it the way he does it. Do you think during commentary we hear him acknowledge tonight that he's a GM? Yeah, no knowledge down the road, yeah. I, I believe they'll acknowledge it. Yeah, I think it will be acknowledged. Um, I think it kind of sucks, though, that he's not the GM on the show that has the cruiserweights on it, because that would have made so much no sense. sense. But, Aaron, so you, it lived up to your expectations for what the cruiserweight classic would be. Yeah, because, like, with this, like, NXT spoils, I'll read that. Because I already kind of know what to expect from you guys. I won't read spoils for this, because I legitimately want to be surprised. Yeah. I want to... And they're, they're giving those video packages before the match to show you a reason why you should care about the guy. And it gives you a little background where they're from. And I want to be impressed. I want I want my heart to be taken away from these guys. And Kota Ibushi was excellent. Grim Metallic was like, wow. Cedric Alexander was awesome. And another thing is, a lot of these guys also, they're, show, they're actually wrestling. Not just flying open, no. they're actually wrestling. They like Daniel Bryan put over. Cruise weight is just a weight, not high flying. It's just a weight, and you, these guys are still wrestlers. 
And Triple H, I think, deserves a lot of credit for the way it's being presented as... Yeah, it's being presented as culturally diverse, and as far as wrestling as an art form or, you know, an athletic endeavor, it's showing you all the different styles that you can have in the ring. The the thing I like about it is you're also going to get, like, if you see someone's match, and whether they win or lose, you're sold them on them, you're going to be like, man, I hope they sign this guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna get get us invested in a bunch of guys yeah. who may end up on the roster yeah, in the next year. Or so. like, the I, thing I really like about it is thirty two people. Two of them are past stars. How many NXT stars? One star, two, it was, three. It's like it three. was uh, Gargano and Ciampa and, and Rich Swan, Rich Swan and who kind of. Abushi's so you got over. You got and Ibushi. In my mind, doesn't count because when we watched him last week, he didn't have the contract. Oh yeah, so but that's the thing I'm saying over twenty five. We're being introduced. Don't have contracts. That's yeah. awesome. But yeah, see, it is. Like. When you're on the same with Russ, you asked about Gargano and Ciampa. I think Gargano, Gargano is going to be, I think he's, a, he's, a, he's in a bracket with, I think, Abushi or Sabre. I can't remember which one. But I think Gargano's going to go to the semifinal round and put one of those guys over to say they beat an NXT guy. Yeah. It makes sense. I think Abushi wins the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Either him and Zack Sabre win the whole thing. Yeah, it's one of those two guys. I think guys. it's Abushi because he was, he was been shown prior to this. I'm looking I'm, forward I to see seeing our, Tony Nese. Yeah, I want to see our guy from Hardcore Killer. <laughs> he was great. I mean, we both we were we were in the front row there. Never heard of the guy. Yeah, neither one of us killed it. And we both walked away like blown away, specifically by that guy. And now we get to see him on a, a bigger stage mm-hmm. with better talent. See if he busts up his knees again. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Even the but presentation I'm, of the ring. It's not. They have different turnbuckles. Different turnbuckles. Yeah. They have the, um, the CWC and Tapa logos in the ring. That, it's just yeah, it's different it's style turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Smaller ring. Is it a smaller ring? It's I don't like know. The size it of NXT. Be. It's not a but WWE. I, and also, size. they have the, like, the, the Tapa logos and a Cruiserweight class logo mm-hmm. in the ring. Give it a whole different kind of feel than WWE. Yeah, it does. Do we have any questions? Oh yeah, I got one more question okay. from um, Donovan the Lord. Okay, no relation. No relation no obviously, no not related. Uh, well, he no had two. Get star related, man. Nothing changed. I feel like I never left. He had, a game, he had a gaming question, but I'm not sure you guys can answer that, so I'll answer that. He wants to know... Do you was think, it about Pokemon Go? No. Okay, because I couldn't answer that. That's Eric's game. No, I don't know anything about okay. Pokemon. I, 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 may, I, I catch something else. I mean, Pokemon. I may play Pokemon Go. I'd rather do that than review Fully Lord 98. <laughs> Heat already. Yes. All right. His, well, his gaming question was, do you think they should go back to having multiple attires like they did in some of the old wrestling games? Well... They kind of do in the two. I don't know if he has WWE 2K16, but in the, in the showcase Stone Cold Steve Austin mode, he has alternate attires, in, including wrestlers he faced. And also with the current guys, you can go to Community Creations and download it, and then you can also edit edit to have it as their alternate attire. If you're not sure, I'll be glad to send you the link because I do it all the time. But his question for the show was, what do you guys think has been the best pay per view pay per view this year so far? Hmm. I'll tell you my answer. My answer is payback because it was top to bottom was a was a great card. Other than Enzo getting hurt, that cut, but from top to bottom there wasn't a bad match on that show. I agree, just because I enjoyed where I watched. Yeah, my clean house, (laughs) the the cleanest house in Delaware. (laughs) I don't think you want to be plugged that you lived in Delaware. I don't want to be. I don't want to be unanimous. And. I know this will probably change if I'm answering this question at the end of the year. This will not be the answer. But I'm going to go with the first pay-per-view of 2016, the Royal Rumble. Solid. Because, one, I thought that Rumble match far far surpassed the last couple we saw. 
I thought it was a great match. <laughs> top after that 2015 yeah. one. It was a great match with Ambrose and Owens for the Intercontinental title. You know, I wish I said that. I'm not going to go back, but I was just thinking about that yesterday. You know, it's funny. You know, I was watching Dean's match, and I was just like, you know, it's funny. He always gets the, the seesaw effect on how they get booked. Don't forget, he went in there, won his match for the Intercontinental belt, and then went into the Rumble. Yeah. You weren't with us, but we didn't think he was going to be in the Rumble. Yeah. Then he made it to the last two. Mm-hmm. I had his number in the Rumble. Did he really? In the, in the, in the, so you were so close. I was so close. <laughs> he got the Intercontinental. He didn't win it. Yeah, I like that. Sasha made her return after whatever it was, like an eight-week absence at that time. And we had... Uh, what was AJ. the other thing? Oh, AD, the debut of AJ Styles. That was one of my favorite moments of the year so far. And where, and where Hearing that music, seeing Roman looking up at the at the screen like, who could this be? And then, I, I wish they would have gotten it on camera, but hearing the crowd go nuts, and then it's AJ Styles. We had heard about it. It was speculated. I think we all assumed he'd be there. But just to see him finally arrive on that stage, take that 90-second walk down to the ring, slowly get into the ring, and then the first time you see him in a WWE ring, he's in there with Roman Reigns, the next you know, the next big thing. I think that that was maybe my favorite moment of of the year so far. It's such a shame they destroyed Roman on that show. Yeah. All you, so, <laughs> all you had to do was screw him. That's all you had to do. And they didn't. They had him take, take a, a break. <laughs> and get thrown out clean. Makes no sense. Yeah. So that's my favorite. So we got two for payback, one for the Royal Rumble. Donovan, thank you for the question. Thank you to the real thank Macaulay. You. Thank you to Ronald Lloyd. Thank you, Real Macaulay. And was there one other one we no, had? There's one more a... thing. Uh-huh. This beautiful trio will be at Battleground this Sunday in Washington, D.C. So when you see us, I'm the, I'm the only black guy. <laughs> Just look for three guys with the beards. I, I will be the European champion. So buy us beers, buy us food, buy us... <laughs> Whatever we take anything free, we take all kinds of gifts. <laughs> we take pictures, we kiss babies, we, <laughs> we do make a wish. I kiss your girlfriend. <laughs> we will. St- he'll steal them. Yeah, <laughs> we will have a camera with us as yeah. well. So you want to come talk? We'll have you on camera. Just just come say hi. We'll, we really appreciate really appreciate it. Yeah, Mr. Wednesday Night Live. Thank you for making that announcement. Yeah, Wednesday Night Live. <laughs> we w- <laughs> we would like to That's thank funny. our listeners on Podbean, iTunes, anyone who watches us on Facebook or YouTube, our listeners in the United States. Oh, our, our, our newly listeners are on Stitcher. Yes, Stitcher as well. We're finally on Stitcher after a while. You can find us on there. It's a little bit easier to use than Podbean. Should update within two hours of the time we're on. You can find us on Bumble. It's like Tinder and (laughs) MySpace. Yeah, as always, we'd like to thank our listeners in India and Pakistan, as well as the new listeners we picked up. Matt.Madness underscore podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we'd also like to thank the new listeners we've picked up in the United Kingdom. Thank you for tuning in for the last three months. I'll take credit for that. For, yeah, with the European champion over here. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo, Aaron Lloyd. For Ek2 Fly, Eric Trembicki. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Mm-hmm.